What's up, good enough listeners? How are we doing this week? I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing extremely well, actually. Uh, this was a, a fucking awesome week for people reaching out. Uh, I actually have a big announcement to make regarding the show, regarding you guys. Uh, the good enough listeners, you know, you have a name now. And I'm going to get to the name, but there's, there's going to be a name that I refer to the good enough listeners as from here on out. And there's a reason for it. There's a little bit of a story. So, uh, before I get to that, I, uh, so throughout my life, I've always run around in different cliques. That's always been my thing for as long as I could remember. I've had friends and uh, multiple friend groups and I've always kind of flowed around with them and I, 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 I have many, many acquaintances, no, uh, tons of people know me. And I, I know that there's this like, there's people that are really important to me. A lot of people are really important to me. And then there's some kind of some people who go in and out of your life and kind of just like blow smoke up your ass and you kind of blow smoke up their ass. You're like, you're, you're not really friends. You're not really that close. It's just like passively acknowledging each other's existence. You know what I mean? And then there's those people who are very supportive uh, and and genuinely interested in your in your life. I know those people easily because I have so many different things that I extend myself to that lend themselves to having an audience, having supporters. I mean, comedy doesn't exist without having somebody who will come out to your shows. All types of different people who support uh, support the things that I do, the the lifting stuff, like. There's people who are genuinely interested in those things, and I, I love them so much for it. I, lo- I love those people who are genuinely interested in me, and I'm genuinely interested in them, and they're, they're true friends. And I've always called these people kind of, well, all right, I'm not going to get to it yet. First, I got to tell you what really prompted this. People have been reaching out to me and saying the nicest shit, like, like things that are really meaningful and, and, and drive me to make this podcast the absolute best that I can. Because I'm not getting paid to do this. We've gone over this many times. I'm I'm getting paid by people's reactions. Like, knowing that it doesn't make people's lives worse. Knowing that people are entertained by what they're listening to. Knowing by knowing that people are supporting. Like, that, that to me is my payment. And so, I randomly got some messages this week. You, I guess people don't really mail things in anymore. Like, there's not really... I mean, I could probably have fan mail if I had an ad... Like, a P.O. box to send to. But I don't have that set up. But I got some messages completely out of the blue from people I don't even know that terribly well or I haven't been in great touch with and they just randomly reached out to me so uh the first one was uh hey dude your local stalker here I started listening to your pod you're doing awesome I love it and I consider myself an expert I listen to a lot of podcasts Keep up the good work, XOXOXO, and that person shall remain anonymous. But thank you so much. You know who you are. That meant a lot. And then this one uh, I got yesterday while I was on my run. Hey, Stefano, just listened to your first episode of your podcast. Just wanted to say, awesome job, and I love the advice at the end. Keep doing what you do. Thumbs up emoji. Thumbs up emoji to you too, bro. Fucking two thumbs up emojis. And, uh... arm making a muscle emoji. That's the one I use a lot because I lift a lot. I'm a douchebag. Anyway, uh, and this one I really, really loved because, well, all right. OMG, 
My husband and I were listening to your podcast on our way to visit my mom back home. We both loved it and were laughing our asses off. Despite him being from middle of nowhere, I'm not going to say the state because I don't want to give away their identity, and having no idea who he was listening to. Not just the hometown bias, it's just plain funny. And you don't need to be from that inner circle to find it for hilarious, which is awesome. Keep it up. Guys, I had like three heart attacks and three mental breakdowns and almost cried from all these. Like, the message, and they're not the only messages, but these ones, like, were, it's crazy that they happened within a couple of days of each other. They, they all just meant so much to me. And I just want to let you guys know that because of messages like this, like, the, the people I've always had in my life who supported me, the thing is, this podcast is a convergence of all of that. All of those people. Like, what, what I always used to call them was the good few. Those few, the few people in your life that are, are good, that are real that that are just a cut above the rest the cream of the crop and that's you guys now forever i'm not changing that name i'm not sticking i'm not i'm not going to change change it to something else i don't care because that's what i consider each and every listener of this podcast whether you're a family member a friend uh you're just passing by and you'll never listen to another episode again whatever you gave me a shot you invested some of your time into something that i invested a lot of my time money and love into and i appreciate you for that and for that for now and evermore, consider yourself a part of the good few. I love you guys. That being said, uh, I'm going to let you get to episode... What are we at now, guys? Nine? We're at episode nine. Holy shit, we're almost at double digits. Uh, my, me, I, I had my friend Andrew Morgan in the studio. He's a dad, and we laid down some pretty awesome stuff. He's a big podcaster as well. He's also a comedian. Uh, he's, he's into, he's a part of a fan, so many different fandoms. He's like a mega geek, but he also pulls off the dad thing. He's an incredible dude. Uh, his advice at the end, when he answers, you guys know the questions by now, when he answers this big question and I'm going to be thinking about this forever. And I hope you guys get to mull it over a bit too, because it definitely had a nice profound effect on me. Uh, so I said everything I need to say once again, thank you for listening. I love you guys. You are part of the good few. You are the good few. You all mean a lot to me. Here's episode nine. Couldn't afford the rights to any songs. So I wrote this one. We're not the best, but we're good enough. Let's start the podcast now. It's good enough. This is where I bring my existential crisis to, right? Exactly. This is the place where I bring that. This is the exact room to do it, man. You nailed it. I don't know if you have this same thing where if you don't have a show for a little thing or like you just don't have something creative to do for a little bit. Oh my God, you nailed it. You just fucking turn into the (laughs) worst person ever. You figured out why good enough exists. (laughs) You did it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Morgan. I thought that was the explanation for a marathon. I was like, all right. Did he, did he get a DUI? Did he? Uh... Oh my fucking god! You have me so more, yeah. so much more pinned than anybody else. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. So, um, hi everyone, welcome to Good Enough. <laughs> I'm your host Stefano Sanzo. You know me, and my guest today, Andrew Morgan. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> and happy uh, to be here. I'm very happy to have you, man. Holy I'm not happy to be anywhere. Holy. 
I've I've started to notice that in the morning when people are like, "Hey, good morning," like I say, "Morning," yeah. and I used to think it was a brevity thing, but now I think it's just because I don't know thing. what kind of morning I'm right. having yet. It, I haven't identified yeah, correct. it. Correct. It is morning, so that I don't is, want to acknowledge yeah. that it might be that a good t- morning. You're just like that's the time of day yeah. that it is, and that's as far yes. as I'm willing to admit. Yes, <laughs> I'm willing to meet you halfway. Anything else is just hope, and hope is for yes. suckers. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. They like how could the day? And that's actually me as a positive person. I'm totally yeah. like I say good. I'm good and happy and cheerful all the time. It's like how could right. I possibly fucking know that this is gonna be yeah. a good day? Literally, how dare I? I felt so bad. I was like catching up on your episodes and like you're like the king of wishful thinking, like the i, <laughs> the iconic version <laughs> of that. And I'm just like, fuck, man. Like it's all. What am I? Who am I? <laughs> Aven- I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> and it's like bring all that negativity in. So I was. I tried to like get in my happy zone before no, I got here. No, you don't need yeah. to. That's that's the whole thing. Well, that's right? why I didn't know whether I should come in with the heat. No, and, and you like <laughs> psychoanalyze me back into my like well, that's... Oh, like cradle me back right. into existence, yeah. or you know whether I just come in like no, things are cool, things are cool, things are good. <laughs> no, man, I don't mind what people come in here with. Whether they don't have to try to pretend to do what I'm doing, like, right? Yeah, I prefer that people be. Well, more I'm not running a marathon. You can yeah. see that. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, no. No, I, I'm definitely that's that's what I'm working on right now. And you nailed it, dude. You nailed it. I need to be doing something creative yeah. or something. A goal. Some sort of goal. I'm very goal oriented. I've discovered that about myself in the past few years. Yeah. Uh, it's it's how my ADHD manifests itself. Right. Like, like I need to constantly be some sort of active. I do something right all the time there yeah. I, that, like, like after i work my eight hours and then after work i go directly to the gym and lift and right. after lifting marathon training i lift five times a week right. i run five times a week and i figure out uh i, I fit the podcast and some comedy shows in right. here and there like yeah. it's got to be constant otherwise i'm losing my damn mind <laughs> <laughs> like like i, need I find to that especially when you're single you have to do that oh so single it's, nice you gotta subtle, fill the nice silence dig. fill <laughs> the silence man <laughs> Well, no, you're also, uh, I don't remember how much younger you are than me. But I'm but... 26. That's, okay, yeah. so yeah. So you're literally staring a decade in the face of like the other side of the bridge. Right, where it's right. like, okay, I found a person. Cool. That takes away like a lot of the the dread yeah. <laughs> that you people have. Just that right. walking around cloud on you or something. Right. Yeah, unless you're like a really confident person, which God bless anybody who is. Yeah. I have some of that, but like it's only in the outward position yeah. and never in the inward position. Exactly. So it's all a facade. Sometimes so. <laughs> my, I have a mixture of positivity and arrogance, which comes off as confidence. No, uh, very said, little self-confidence. When I, when, uh, uh, you know, Mel V. Yes, of course. So comedian friend of ours, Mel V, when she first started coming around doing stand up, she, she came up and she tried to give me a compliment on my stand up. Oh. And I love her. She's oh, one of my best idea. friends. And she was like, you're, you're like sad, but you're really happy about being sad. And I was like, yeah, that really explains my stand up <laughs> no, pretty well. No, what? Yeah. When people say things like that to me, I'm like, oh, thanks. That's almost a compliment. Yeah. Like, she's like, you were halfway there. You embrace being an asshole. <laughs> right. In a way that is like nice. Right. And, <laughs> but that helps. And pleasing. Things like that, yeah. though, like, all right, whether you take it as a compliment or half an insult, it helps you write so yeah. much more. It helps you understand, yeah. like, you could say I know it gets really ego when we like when you say like what your brand is, but you kind of do need a brand to have a point to write from. Well, you can just say it's your voice because exactly. that's what everybody yeah, they, tries yeah, to find whether voice. you're in the arts of any measure, right? 
You just have to know what you're good at and go towards it. Right. And unfortunately, uh, you ever have this where uh, I've had this happen to me recently and a couple of my friends have had it where a much bigger comedian does a joke that basically you just started doing or have done for a little oh, yeah. bit. Yeah, and now time. it's trash. Yeah. Yeah, of course. This happened to me recently. The The latest Gaffigan special came out and, uh, and, uh, and like he has this bit about uh, his son's who are like six or seven, which by the way, makes this a little creepier um, <laughs> about like that. They talk about how big a penis he has. <laughs> and this literally just happened to me like a month or two ago right. where my daughter, we were in a public bathroom uh-huh. and you have to take your kids in with you. Yes, if you they do, have yeah. to go to the bathroom. So everybody had to go to the bathroom. So right. my kids go and then I go. And then just as I pull my pants down and go down, my daughter, like in the middle of a busy public bathroom goes, Daddy, Benjamin's penis, he's got a little penis. You, you got such a big penis. And I was like, did everybody get that? And I'm immediately like texting my wife. I'm like, hey, did you hear what your daughter just said? And so I got really excited because, again, that it dovetails from a joke I was already. It basically was an added tag right, right. to a joke I was already doing because I have this joke, which is also a true thing where my wife and my daughter were having a, a conversation about the differences between boys and girls in the bathroom. Right. And she she basically, uh, my wife was like, you know, boys have a penis, so they pee standing up a lot. And girls, they have a vagina, so they have to sit down to pee. Is that how that works? Yeah, <laughs> so I'm told. And so my daughter, without missing a beat, goes, Daddy doesn't have a penis because he pees sitting down. <laughs> And I thought Build, it was the funniest thing ever. Builds you up, tears yeah, you down. Totally. <laughs> and so I was doing that joke on set, like the the offshoot of that scenario on right. set. And I figured this was the follow-up. Because mm-hmm. part of the joke was, how do I convince her that I do have a penis without being the worst father in the world? Right. Like, sit, walk around with a, you know, a trench coat on and right. nothing underneath, just like flashing her in the hallway. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> So, uh, so that was kind of fun. And then, you know, I was like, and the follow up to that is this. Right. And then Gaffigan has like basically a very similar story mm-hmm. to what just happened to me. I'm like, motherfucker. But at least my kids are like four and three. Yeah. I'm like, dude, six or seven year olds. They should know right. better by now. But like, so po- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's just actually a little creepy. Dude. Right. Yeah. But, uh, all right. So like Stefano, happy, good luck, lucky, positive spin on everything. Yeah. You're thinking the same as Gaffigan, I know. man. That's yeah. great. That's yeah. great. Like, yeah, he, he put out, it was the Amazon special you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so like, I was I'm, like, all oh, ha- all happy to like listen to one of my favorite comics. Right. And I've actually gotten told I look like him too. So I'm like, of all the guys that are going to have like the same experience as me or yeah. something, it's probably him, but I just can't can't have it be him yeah no that sucks <laughs> yeah yeah big time but uh i'm I, like that's that's the my takeaway from it is like hey dude yeah. you're thinking like one of the guys in the big time so totally like, there's uh i guess there's not much difference between us and them right there's no, yeah. no differences andrew we're or, the exact same <laughs> or you can also say like the having multiple children middle age experience like having young kids experience is largely the same too it must be, and then man. you kind of just comb from that and right. hope you're not having an extreme overlap yeah you know yeah no that's 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 pretty huge man that's so it's my penis <laughs> so thank you <laughs> Actually, yeah honestly, just bringing think, it all back i, think, like, I just I, want to get that message out there none of everybody. this came up very organically <laughs> i feel like you had a checklist coming in here like oh, you yes. have to figure out how on the good enough podcast yeah. to let them know yeah three separate times that just my want to let everyone huge. know my penis not good enough a cut above good enough <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Jesus, Andrew. Well, when you're not talking about your penis, what Oof. makes you happy? <laughs> what, what's, uh, what, what's a driver... What's the driver of the old Andrew Morgan machine? I'm not too far off from you. I'm very goal-oriented. Right. Like, and if I'm not, I get very low. Yeah, and I see know. that other than uh, other than just from, like, your comedy, like, you're, you you book some really cool shit, too. Like, you, you uh, yeah. what, what's uh, the Fistful of Jokes? Fistful is what of you're Jokes. Stuff there, right? And we work in connection with uh, College Street Music Hall and Space Ballroom. Manic Presents and yeah. Premier Concerts run those. Yeah. And they lean on us to help them with the with the comedy show portions right so we get to like you know like we just did comedy bang bang at college yeah, street awesome. musical and this week we have uh leslie jones from uh, formerly now of snl right. and, and she was a ghostbuster you have brian posein coming back right yeah he's coming back matt bronger's coming small world. So, like, i'm yeah. listening to uh chris hardwick's podcast earlier today yeah and uh brian posein drops a he, he mentions that he's going to be in Hamden, Connecticut. I'm like, nice. oh, I'm podcasting later with the guy who's putting that on. Yeah, like, yeah. It's small, yeah, it's small fun, world. Man. Like this, like this dude, this conversation happening in L.A. months ago yeah. circles back to ours right now in a very yeah. organic way. No, I know, and and that was part of the thing mm. with you know when my brother and I, who's the other half of Fistful of Jokes, right. uh, you know, Jerry. first started it, we we had nothing mm -hmm. we were just starting comedy we were looking around we were like when did where start? does comedy I've go i've only been around for four years uh i've been doing comedy for eight so okay. probably somewhere around that because okay, we yeah. started fistful like maybe three or four months in mm -hmm. because somebody asked us to uh <laughs> from uh cafe nine like right. they wanted to run like a monthly comedy show mm -hmm. and they're like the bartender was asked if she knew any comedians, and I it was a person I went to school with since, like, middle school. Right. So, you know, naturally she came to us, and, and we had just started up, and, you know, we started up a monthly, and it, it was a great way to, you know, organically start, like, hanging out with other comedians and getting on shows yeah. and, like, kind of do show trades and do the whole thing. And then eventually it did well enough that we were like, well, where else can we go Let's with make this? this a thing. And so we started getting guys from New York to come up mm -hmm. and, and getting guys who were on the come up there. And then they would come up here and take the train and just do the show in New Haven. And so that worked out really well. And then a lot of those relationships, you know, blossomed into what it is now. So it's helpful. Just like that. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of built itself. So it doesn't yeah. sound like you had meant it to be a thing. It just kind of, built. it was just trying to get stage time Yeah, and you filled a void too. It seemed, you know it how it is in this scene, oh, especially, or yeah, especially when you're first starting yeah, it's being like, in between the Boston, New York sandwich, man, Connecticut, yeah. we're just like, we're this mad max of a comedy yeah. scene where we're just like trying to figure yeah. shit out. Every, every comedy thing in Connecticut seems to basically be not gorilla, but uh, like some sort of DIY homegrown yeah. situation. Like yeah. we, the clubs are all dynasties. Like you get in there. Yeah. You, you got to. Or they're closing. Exactly. We just had two in the last few years. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The club, the clubs are all like a boys club, some sort of dynasty where like you really have to know someone to get in. Sure. And they don't really play with like the hundreds of local comics at their disposal. Yeah. Like, like, you know, you think they might want to. But yeah, they only do that when they have contests. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and when they, they need could, us when and they our friends. Get, when we could fill out the place for for free not pay <laughs> so, right exactly yeah, they uh but uh on top of that I, I i mean i guess i get like they have so much to pull from the boston and new york scenes they're like why yeah. do you look at that? and rhode but island tons of talent yeah exactly talent there too. like like three huge hubs for comedy that yeah. are better local but like connecticut's filled with 
very talented people. It you is. Know? And and I and that's why like I I think anyone who's been in the scene for a while has probably had to book a show like put on a show themselves. Yeah. I, I myself ran a few shows yeah. and like just yeah, to create to create stage time. Right. Because because there isn't any. There, yeah. there you know, there uh, It's a double edged sword too, because oh, yeah. sometimes you'll start booking and then people look at you differently if you don't book them no fast shit. enough. <laughs> or or if you you know, uh I don't know. There's a bunch of different versions of it to where people either get jealous or they they you know think, oh, he's all set because he runs his own show. All sorts of shit. So yeah. it's like he doesn't need this rinky dink show. Yeah. I'm like, no, I need that rinky dink the, show. The Give whole, me that. The whole reason show. I had yeah. shows was to familiarize myself with the scene yeah. and let them know, hey, I'm booking. If you know, if you want to throw me on, that'd be great too. Yeah, sure. If I want to do other shows, at least I know what your set's like because I right. can't go out to every single open mic. I'm sure. Training, I'm training for fucking marathons and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Like I, I don't, I don't devote myself to comedy Plus, in the same it's way. So scattered. Oh my like, god, it's all over the place. I yeah. have, I have two young kids man like i can't make a 6 30 sign up when i literally get home at 6 30 for my right. job right. like so it's and it's in i live in milford mm-hmm. and like most of the good mics are like greater hartford area mm-hmm. or or the other way you know it's like it's it's difficult oh yeah so you know most of the time i'm, I'm just trying to fill my space try to get to uh mics in between shows to just keep me fresh and yeah. and if i have new stuff and whatever and just try to make the best of it, man. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes, you know, you get a lull. Sometimes you're like the busiest guy ever. Yeah. You know, these things tend to happen in waves. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Know. Like, I, OK, so I base while I've been training for the marathon all summer in uh, the summer slump anyway, like there's not a lot of comedy anyway. So sure, that's been yeah. nice. I haven't been getting a lot of shows. But then there was a time I remember where it's like I was working like 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 doing something comedy related like two, three times a week. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. It does come and go in lulls and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, uh, something I meant uh, I learned from booking and forgive me, guys, if I've talked about this on the podcast before it's, I've been I've talked on this podcast for several hours. Now, yeah, and I blacked out. I don't know. We only have other. so many stories. Yeah. <laughs> people come up to me. Uh, people have mentioned like uh, something I said on the podcast. And I'm like, yeah, They're like, yeah, you said that. I'm like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, once it's once, once it's it out of into, my head, I black once out. Once it goes into done. these mics, especially knowing that it's recorded, my yeah. brain is like, "Yeah, that's not that's not going on this hard drive. We no. don't need it to. Nope. <laughs> it's already it's saved. been said exactly. Yeah. yeah, but uh, so yeah, like from booking shows, comedians will hit you up, and sometimes yeah. it's like. I, I don't really give any of them like I don't befall any of them for hitting me up for stage time like that's right. what that's the whole point and then yeah, yeah I end up booking them because I'm like oh yeah you're available you want to work cool yeah well, I'll I'll get you on a show sure having a podcast mm-hmm. is the same thing yes. except normal people will also ask you yes. to be booked and yeah, I'm like yeah. have you ever spoken into a microphone in your life right <laughs> why do you like because the podcasts are blowing up so big now yeah. that I th- feel like. Um, anyone thinks they could have a, have or do a podcast like right. here I am having a podcast. Sure. I have no right to have this, but uh, here we are. Like we're doing it. But yeah, uh, point being that uh, yeah, no, like people, random people, like not random people, but like people who don't really have any desire to be in entertainment or like tell a story or like yeah, have me on. I'm like, why do you want that? Well, don't you like your privacy and not put yeah, it right? <laughs> like the, I've had to sacrifice. There are so many jobs I will never be able to have because of how deep I've gone into this comedy. Yes. Thing. Like there's like there's just that's just gone. Like don't I, Well, that's why if I'm on interviews or something, I'm very upfront. I'm like I actually put it on my resume because it dovetails with like fistful of jokes with like graphic uh, graphic design and marketing that I do right. for it. So it kind of like adds as a thing. Mm-hmm. But I also put, yeah, I'm a comedian and I do all that stuff. That's how I got into yeah. it. And because I need them to be okay with it. Because if rec- it's not, I don't want to live 
that kind of life yeah. where I have to hide from an HR person. Exactly. Like, and at my current job, they were just like, do you tell jokes about your work? And I'm like, no, they're like, okay, just keep Perfect. not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Don't like, tell people on stage where you work. I'm like, like okay. listen, if you Google me, you might hear me talk about my dick. Like, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's that's probably going to happen. Yeah. And if you're all right with that, you're not. All right, we'll have a good day. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and there are certain things. Like, I try not to have video of my stand-up on, online. That's a good uh, idea. Uh, and... Uh, a lot of people think that's counterproductive, but I'm like, no, 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 no. I want you to see me live. Yeah. I don't want you to look me up and feel satisfied that you've seen my work. Right, right, right. And that's it. I want you to see me promoting a show and go, oh, I haven't heard of him before. Let's go. Or, mm. oh, I saw him before. Let's see if he has something new. That kind of mentality. I don't yeah. want to see that. But then uh, I actually did Brian Bargainer's public ass public access and chill show mm -hmm. and that was on tv so i can't get around that and then it's also on youtube my set right and so like i have like daycare workers going oh i looked you up and i saw you on oh, this show and i was like oh shit yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> like uh i was telling uh and i i gave this a, a piece of advice to my friend sam hunter our friend sam hunter who yeah. i just had on the podcast and he's starting his own podcast friend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, I, I had mentioned that, like, before you start your podcast, before you start a podcast, you're like, God, like, whatever this is, like, you know, I just hope some people listen to it. I hope I'm not talking sure. to the ether. Yeah. And then you record it, and then people come back to you, and they're like, hey, man, I listened to your podcast. And I'm like, oh, no. no. <laughs> like, I, did I want that? I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean any of yeah. it, whatever it is. Whatever you, whatever you think I said, I Put those handcuffs that. away, officer. That's yeah. not necessary. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, And that's why I kind of went away from uh, – a podcast that's sort of more conversational like this. Yeah. And, and then you, I kind of went the niche thing. Yeah. I did the movie thing. Mm -hmm. So that way I can get, scratch that itch because that is my background. I was yeah, in I wanted film to get and into TV that a little bit, man. and now I'm doing the nomcast, yeah. which is a Netflix original movie podcast, which you were on. Yes. And, yeah. and by the way, that, that episode did really well. So I think you have friends. So good yes, job. I have a uh, couple of people who yeah. support me. Thanks yeah. guys. So, <laughs> so that did really well and you guys did really well on it. And I was very happy about that one. Uh, so go check that out if you guys want to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, that scratches that itch. And then I have stand up so I can scratch that itch. Right. And then, Dude, that's you know. such a good way to describe getting involved in all these different passions. Is yeah. There's a specific itch. Like, yes. Like, and I think I, I, I use myself as an example uh, because I'm an egotistical monster. But no, <laughs> yeah. because I have the most experience being myself. Like, right. Yeah. Like, I'm all over the place and it seems like sporadic and crazy. Like why? Like I'm obviously a total bro meathead, like have these crazy gym goals, right? You say that, but you can't have like a theater career. That's and what I was going to get to. That's what so, I was going to get to next. Like, I don't see that. Like about I'm you. slinging, but I'm saying like I sling around weights. I listen to right. lifting podcasts. I right. could talk to people about lifting weights for sure. days. Like I am, right. I am that at least yeah. I'm very interested in it. Right. But at the same time, man, like I got to get my theater on. Right. <laughs> like I really do enjoy that shit. And not, yeah. I'm not putting on an act by being like, no, really? I'm actually kind of edgy. Like, right. I, I am you, really listen, into that. You shit. can I listen love to it. Les Mis while fucking doing crunches or something. Hell like, yeah, you, you can. can totally not, do that. Not it's that fine. I would, but right? Like, I, it's it's the performing of it that I love. Right. I love that shit. And then, like all the different fitness stuff. I like. like like going for a run isn't the same thing as rock climbing. Like right. All the, and but like you could translate that to like whatever your passions are. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's it's just an itch that like I don't know why this doesn't 
scratch it, but I need to do this for this itch and I need to do that for that. Yeah. Itch. Like it's such a good way to put it. No. And, and I feel it very much so when I'm not doing one or both of these things, you feel it itchy. falls you're, out. You're like, breaking out. Are you all right? It's, 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 it's yeah, it's, it's hard. I, I had a conversation with my wife recently and I had to like give the caveat of like, we're fine. <laughs> like I had to be like, you guys are great. Yeah. Don't think that family isn't enough for me. Right. But it kind of isn't like I need okay. more, so, right, and, so, but it's okay yeah. to need more. No, absolutely. And, and to go yeah. on that one thing I was fascinated about, about being on your pod was like, I like pop culture. I am, yeah. I'm definitely a nerd to a degree. Right. But like the way that you immerse yourself in it, the way that you yourself are like kind of like your own encyclopedia of nerd knowledge and <laughs> yeah. the way that you reference the way that you're able to weave pop culture, whether it's music references into movie into right. all sorts of art. I'm like, how do you know all these actors, these musicians? Like and you yeah. the way that you connect it all, I'm like I'm very basic on my understanding of right. pop culture. Like I, right. I love so, I like so many things. But I a lot of say. people are. So yeah, that's yeah, not absolutely. a, so that's not a, knock. it was just cool to be in, uh, in, in the presence. It's cool to be in the presence of someone who's like a true nerd because there's a <laughs> lot of knockoffs. Yeah. Man. Like right now, like nerd, nerd. I didn't get laid for a long time. Yeah, man. exactly. <laughs> and, now, and it's become, yeah. you know, ner nerdiness, all this stuff. It's like become a, a much larger thing. It's oh, become yeah. like a mainstream thing. Oh yeah. And, like I, I, I can imagine like do you ever get any of that sort of not and like a little bit of disdain for the people who are not faking it, but like they didn't work for it as hard as you you I don't to. like how it's thrown around so easily now yeah. because it's in vogue. Yeah. Like you get like these like, you know, hot girls going, oh, I'm such a nerd yeah. and it's like because they watch like one Marvel movie with their boyfriend right, like right. once. It's like, no, that's not how it works. Or, or you bought a t-shirt that has Thanos on it accidentally. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, no, that's not how it works. Or like you'll see, like, like you'll see. Were you ever ridiculed for it ever? Exactly. You know, do you have a deep level of knowledge of any of this stuff or is it all cursory? Because it's, it's not bad. Right. It's most people. But now, like, pop culture is so in your face with everything yeah. that it feels like you have to be an expert. You're always playing catch-up. Oh, even yeah. even me, like, you were saying, like, oh, it's good to know some guy who knows a lot of shit. And then I hang out with guys. It's like, no, no, no. Yeah, you're they my level know live. Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah, so there are levels, and, and, you know, you definitely have to find your lane and find right. what – and I think you see this with comedy, too. It's no different – even in this or in life in general, like it could consume you if mm -hmm. you have like the jealousy of like, Oh, I should be more like that. Or, Oh, I need to know more of this or, Oh, I need to catch up with this because I need to be like them. Mm -hmm. I do it all the time. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, a people pleaser in the sense of like that. I want people to like me, mm. but then as soon as they don't, I'm like, comedians. motherfucker, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but it's, uh, I don't know. You're very much different from me in the sense of like, I only, if people try to talk to me after a show, it took a long time for me to be like comfortable with mm -hmm. that. Like I was like, I want you to laugh at my jokes, but I, I don't want you to say much more than like good show to right. me afterwards, I, 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 but I'm over, I'm, I'm getting over that. Yeah. That's, but and that's that that's was huge. me for a long time. I've, I found myself always to be kind of like a golden retriever. Like literally, <laughs> yeah. I, Please, I, I, say nice things. It's not, but it's not just like pet me. Yeah. I'm not yeah. just, it's not just craving validation from other people. Yeah. I like 
everybody. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. Like, right. that, that shit is genuine. Like, me wanting to make tons and tons of friends and right. trying to be friendly to people. Yeah. It's not so they like me. I already like them. Right. So when people don't like me, the disappointment isn't like, oh, they don't like me. The disappointment is, I like you. This right. is a one-way yeah, yeah, yeah. friendship now. Uh, like, that yeah. sucks. Because I really, yeah. I, I that's the whole reason, like, uh, one of the reasons why I want to have a podcast is just I find this I find some sort of beauty in just about everybody, yeah. and I like that. I zero in on that. I try sure. to not focus on the negatives of them because right. it's not really my, any of my business if it's not hurting well, me. It's negative on you, exactly. Like it's it's only it's self reflexive. Like yeah. it, it's it's hard to hard to identify that, mm-hmm. and it took me a long time to like try to be more positive. Yeah. And and now I'm very. I could be very positive about everything except myself most of the time. Oof. And and I know that's that's a tough <laughs> you're crack. So, you're but, so close. <laughs> but right, but I identify that. Right. And so that's, that's like huge. half the battle. It really because is. Because otherwise you'll just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. You'll keep making the same mistakes. Yeah. I'm doing it for my kids basically because I was raised in a certain way that made me that way. So I have to identify those parts of myself and then try to pass better traits and better habits to my kids so that way they're not anxiety machines like i am yeah exactly so you know because there's only one way to find out if it's nature or nurture and that's to do better on the nurture side so you know if they're still fucked up damn it who cares but you you know i tried yeah you you gave it a real good shot yeah man i think i'm doing all right I haven't met your kids, but I know you, and you yeah. seem like you'd be a good father. That's that's all I could say. You well, seem, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, you see, I seem like a nice dude. You seem yeah. like a nice dude from all the interactions I've had with you. And, yeah, man. And, and I you're appreciate that. Ca- caring, and you're able to zero in on a problem. Like you're, yeah. you're able, you're not just ignore. Like like you said about yourself, you're able to identify something. Yeah. That is not so great. You know, right. it's so huge to know your own faults, man. Right. Like, that so, now, and now bring them to the stage exactly. <laughs> and tell people it's all so of them. Yeah. Up. It's yeah. So as soon as you know the worst parts about yourself, you're like, how do I exploit this yes. for art? Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, or even like I, I'm, I'm working on a bit where, uh, my daughter, I try to be, you know, I try to zero in on what my kids like to and try to like always please them too, you know, mm-hmm. kind of doing that. And yeah, so uh, you guys good dad. Yeah. <laughs> I was out mowing the lawn and, uh, like, my as daughter, good dads do. Yes. <laughs> And my, I saw on the ground a feather. And my, my daughter really likes feathers. She likes if she sees them, she'll like keep them Just and so put you know, them in her room. Just so story already sounds made up, but go on. No, no. She <laughs> loves There was them. a feather. Yeah. It was serendipitous. Go yes. On. <laughs> it's like Forrest Gump. It yeah. just follows me around. And it's, you know, all right. But uh, so she, you know, likes these things. So I was like, oh, this is a really nice one. I picked it up off the ground. I was like, this is great. She'll be really happy. And then like I walked a few feet ahead of me. I'm mowing the lawn still and. I see another feather and I'm like, oh, this is great. And then like I saw another one and I was like, oh my God, did I fucking run over a dead bird? <laughs> so like even when you're doing a nice thing, you're ruining something else is kind of the crux of it. I started to figure that out right Because <laughs> it's slow though. It's Holy slow. It's shit. like, oh, I'm the greatest dad ever. Yeah. But like if somebody's watching me because I just moved to this house. Right, right. So like if they're watching me and I'm like running over a dead bird but being very cool about like picking up the feathers and smiling, yeah. I look like a massacre. <laughs> like, yeah. like the worst That's fucking guy. Terrifying. Like I'm taking trophies of my kill. Honey, and just putting a monster him... <laughs> has right. moved next yeah. door. <laughs> look at this guy. He's enjoying it. What's the type yeah. of hereditary shit yeah. is that, <laughs> Right, <man>? exactly. <laughs> So that that's something that happened to me, and I was just oh, like, "Oh man. God, now I got to take you that hit the on bird? stage." 
I I there was a dead bird around me. Right. And I think I may have hit it with the lawnmower, but I'm unsure. Okay, you, you hit it with the lawnmower. Probably <laughs> for sure. I, I, it's it's the cover story I'm going with in my own head, yeah, so I can yeah, like live yeah, with yeah, myself. You know, I get it. Yeah, I get yeah, it. yeah. That, it makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. But uh, God, that's but just know you're always gonna fuck up your kids, even when you're trying to be perfect. I've heard that so many times, though. Like, yeah. that's like a that's like a meme in parenting, where like no matter how great you right. are, there's gonna be some mo- like you could be yeah. the perfect textbook parent. They're an and- empty hard drive. Yeah, yeah. Look, you're just filling it up, and you just gotta hope that the positive outweighs the negative. You guys want to know when Stefano was created? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story. Oh, oh sure, hey. Shit. Um, I love my parents. I should, I should preface that real quick <laughs> and course. I'm sure they don't yeah. listen to this. So they'll, mm. so it's fine. But my father, uh, you know, he's, he's a, he's a rough, he's a, as, as many of you guys know, uh, both my parents are Italian immigrants and my father is a hard man from Italy. He's, yeah. he, he was raised on a farm. He was a concrete. Does he uh, have a harder name? His name is Vito. Vito Sanzo. Yes, the name of the Godfather is my father. (laughs) So yeah, as hard as Italian names get, it's gotta be terrifying. He's he's a very he's he's a he's a kind, sweet man. He's got an incredible heart, but he also has a pretty bad temper. And also owns a waste management business that he doesn't talk about. Exactly, and um, and you know he he lost his father at a very young age too. So somewhere along the line, like there's some things missing. He may have not been able to. Uh, to relate to kids in a way that made a lot of sense. Sure. And I could distinctly remember, this is the moment where <laughs> the guy, the, the personality you guys know was created. Yeah. He, uh, some bullshit I was crying over. It was nothing bad. He had made me cry somehow. I right. probably did something stupid as yeah. kids do. I'm like yeah. four or five years old. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm crying. Which are the formative years and that's yeah. how old my daughter exactly. is and I'm just now being very conscious of yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> And it's, it's just like, he could have said it a little bit differently and it wouldn't have had the effect it did. But right. I'm crying, I'm crying. And my father was like, stop crying. Smile. <laughs> <laughs> and if you could picture yep. the wiring that happened yep. at that young an age, like, like, yeah, I, I'm like, I could. That's how you make a comedian. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That was, he doesn't realize that, like, if he ever gets upset over the things that I'm pursuing or right. who I've become, right. that was the moment it all oh, happened. Yeah. The when I associated that with, like, forcing the, and whether I smiled or not, the fact that I had to force a smile through it right. doesn't matter. Yeah. The damage was done. Sure. I am permanently that moment for oh, the yeah. rest of my life. Oh, yeah. And that's uh, why they say, like, comedians if you listen to enough comedic podcasts they most comedians have like these childhoods where they had to be the smile the rainbow in, oh, the, yeah. mi- in the midst of a fucking storm yeah so you know like your parents are arguing all the time they're divorced or something like happened to where you're the guy like hey hey, hey things aren't so bad hey check me out and you're like this little performative kid you yep. know like that that exactly happens to a lot of yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, oh, why do I crave this need to go do this to yeah. complete strangers? Mm-hmm. Oh, right, because I did that for so long exactly. doing this other thing. And that's how you create that. It's so, true, man. Yeah. It's, it's all it's all not necessarily all I know, but it's just like my lo- I will always be the youngest tri- child craving right. that, that attention, craving the audience. You want uh, one of what? One of two. OK, uh, or, so, sorry, so one so of three. My bad. One, one, I have two older brothers. <laughs> Someone's really older. pissed right yeah, now. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's a lot He doesn't listen to this podcast. He's my dad's favorite kid. It's, uh, okay. He's very my father's very open about it. But anyway. yeah. <laughs> which will also it's turn not, you into and a I wasn't comedian. saying that I don't have a brother. It's right. that I have two dads. Yeah, <laughs> I got gotcha. my brother. My brother. 
brother was my father's consigliere. We always called yeah, yeah. him. And, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, it was just like whatever. They just backed each other up and created, oh, God, yeah, th- their whole little power structure. Oh, but, yeah, that hurts. So, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I feel like my father had, so he had his first son, and he was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and then two more I'm sons done. came up, and yeah. he's like, you guys are good too. Yeah. But like I had my son. <laughs> right. My, I worked really hard on this one mommy's, and it came out. All right. Mommy's got enough love and, and, and sweetness for the both of you two. Don't right. worry. But Eladio, he's my, yeah. my project. Especially <laughs> I can imagine. I didn't have a boy first. Mm. So like a lot of, you know, selfishly, everybody kind of like, if you're a girl, you, uh, if you're a woman, you probably want a little girl right. that kind of like, you know, try to rewrite your own self in a way. Oh, yeah. And the same thing with a guy. You want, you know, a boy so you can take them and show them all the stuff that you like and, and think that you can do those things with them. Uh-huh. And, you know, but now we're in a more refined society where I'm like, well, I could do a lot of those things with my daughter. Like, yeah. you know, or what? it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They're just your children. You don't need to, like, put a gender on it but mostly people do because right. again they also look like you and it's like holy shit it's just like you know very selfish thought but people do it all the time yeah yeah your dad like if, if i had a boy first i might be a little different with how i am with my daughter oh yeah you know so it's the same like and i absolutely am my father's daughter right 100 <laughs> percent no i wish no you doubt. named your episodes because that father. would be oh no i do yeah this yeah. is totally my father's oh, yeah, daughter yeah, yeah. my father's yeah, yeah. daughter yeah Fucking strong call yeah. Andrew. <laughs> That would be absolutely it. Yeah. And in fact, if you ever have a comedy album, that yeah, would also be daughter. that. Yeah. Exactly. But that's exactly what it is. Because like my father, my, my, my oldest brother, the the favorite, he's such a spitting image of my father. Like yeah. My father did a real, if, if, if the goal of a child, uh, if a goal of yeah. raising a child is to make a perfect carbon copy of yourself, right. like he nailed it. And it shouldn't be your goal, yeah. but it must have been his. Like, and, it, and not even to yeah. remember, I love my brother so much, but like, yeah, he's so into the things my father is into. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. then I'm this little theater, theater boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, Papa, so, yeah. please come to my show. I do call him Papa. I do call him Papa. <laughs> yeah, That's, course, yeah, yeah. It's a very old, Italian, old Italian thing. thing. Yeah, oh, Papa. yeah. Yeah. Oh Jesus, that's yeah, hysterical. Tough, man. <clears throat> What's what about you? With well, what uh, what created you with your parents? What created? This I mean, I'm the youngest of two. Youngest of two. Right, right, know, yeah, yeah. It's I know your just brother. me and my brother. But you know, my brother is also six five, mm. a big personality. Yeah, and you know, he kind of takes a lot of the oxygen out of the room, especially when you're kids. Right. You know, so I always was the quiet one. So especially when I started stand up, me and my brother started at the same time. And all my relatives were like, yeah, I get why he's doing it. Why are you doing so it? So fucked up. Is it? Oh, that sucks. I yeah. get it, though. I yeah. understand, I understand like, the whole situation. Right. Yeah. So, you know, because I was the quieter one for right. a long time. And, as, and comparatively speaking, I was always going to be the quieter one, even if I wasn't quiet, quiet. Right. You know, because Jerry's so outgoing. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of makes you a comedian too, where it's oh, like, yeah. fuck you. I'll prove you wrong. Mm-hmm. Or his Jerry was a volume shooter. If you're into sports, yeah. like, you know, bas- sports, like basketball. What you mean. Yeah. Like Jerry's just shooting and shooting and shooting and, and trying to get as many jokes as he can. Right. I'm sitting there thinking of the funniest thing to say. Cause I know I'll only have one shot. Right. You know, uh, so I got to wait. I love that you got that dynamic. Yeah. Though. That's so that's awesome. why Jerry would do a lot of things from the stage. He would write to something and then just go off for like, 
you know, a long time. Right. And then I would be like, no, 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 this has to be refined before I get it to the stage and then make it finer and finer and finer and Mm -hmm. keep it tight. Right. So because I was like, that's that's my personality and that's how it works. So I think definitely like how I was raised at least not only made me into a a wannabe comedian, but then also how I was as a comedian, how my habits are as a Mm -hmm. comedian and and things of that nature. So, yeah. I think that's it all tells a lot of things. And oh, I mean, yeah. and your personality, uh, the one thing I could say that's great about you uh, is that you bring who you are in real life to how you are on stage. And now that I see that, you know, you're doing the marathon thing, you're you're you know, you've been two different people, I think, since I met you. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah. Because when you had more weight on you, which mm-hmm. I, I totally get a lot of people do it is. You know, you ha- you have a little bit more of an edge. You have a little bit more uh, of an attitude yeah. or something. And I'm not saying you were a negative person like to me. Yeah, but I but, had to talk about being like I had to acknowledge that I was fat. So right. I had fat jokes. And so know? now when you're being more positive and, and getting that energy and and bringing that on stage of being a better version of yourself, mm-hmm. that's what your jokes turn into. And now that's actually who you are. Right. So it's great to see you match now well you know uh, and that's helpful i know yeah. i think we talked about it you're like oh well i can't do these fat jokes exactly. anymore, so i gotta yeah. write a whole bunch of new shit exactly. i'm like but that's good oh yeah you can now start from scratch to kind of be like hey this is me like i'm uh peter angelo uh is a great comic in connecticut right. and for a while he wasn't acknowledging that he's bisexual oh i remember yeah I and remember then when as he, like, he just, soon mm. as he did his comedy got infinitely better infinitely better because so much more authentic i remember well there's that. so much to write to there was now two too. completely separate people like before yeah. and after basically i remember yeah. i remember out of nowhere like all of a sudden i started hearing that he was doing but the talking yeah. about it on stage and talking about it more online just in general he started being that right. person and i'm like oh god yeah that now we're getting the full thing yeah like, this is awesome because i think when we first start we're trying to write almost like a character of ourselves yeah and then eventually we go well it's so much easier if i just write who i am yeah because it should flow out of your brain better. Mm. At first, it was like it's a science experiment to see can I do stand up? Yeah, can and I make an you, audience laugh? Right. And now you know you can. So now, how do I write to that? And then after a while, you go, well, now the character is who I am, right. or at least a version of me that I can present that I'm happy with. Yeah, exactly. And and I'm struggling with that. I know, like you're, you struggle going from you know having the weight on and a, maybe a slightly different version of yourself to now. And I'm, I'm in the middle of that now where I'm having this mm. crisis of, well, I worked on myself for these last seven or eight years and I'm a better version of myself. Right. I'm, I'm a dad. I'm a more positive person because of them. And I have all these self deprecating jokes that yeah. work really well. But a lot of times that I'm on stage and I'm doing them and they work, I go, fuck but i don't really think about myself that way anymore yeah yeah yeah. so i'm trying to see you know well i've had two schools of thought and i'd actually welcome your input so part of me wants to record what i have right now Mm. a because i want to show like as a time capsule of like where i am in my life and have that for my kids to see later on and and also for myself and to have something nice to also promote myself later on yeah also, because it would allow me to kind of just erase that yeah. and kind of focus on, okay, 
I'm not going to do a ton of shows until I have the material that now matches me. Yeah. And, and go from there. Maybe start with the stuff that I've written in the last year yeah. and then <clears throat> go from there. Yeah. I and like, then kind of like erase the other stuff. To weigh in, I like that a lot. Yeah. I've, I was actually thinking of doing it, not to make this about myself, but it's funny that you mentioned that. Like I was, right. I was thinking of doing the same thing. I have a lot of jokes that I, old jokes that I still tell that yeah. I really would like to burn because right. I don't want to rely on them anymore. Right. So yeah, to record. But I also like them. Yeah, you do. So. <laughs> but part of comedy is killing your baby. I know. <laughs> you, like you have to, you have to kiss these jokes goodbye. You right. Hold on to them forever, ever. Otherwise, you right. you stay in the same place forever. We, right. We all listen to the podcast. We hear our heroes talk. We know how it works. You yeah. gotta burn through material. Man. Right. You can't. You can't, like. I'm realizing I'm telling some jokes that are just too old, and they yeah. work. But I'm like, I'm not gonna develop because right. that time that I'm saying them on stage, it should be devoted to developing newer stuff. It's not right. like I don't write new stuff. It's like I'm using old stuff as a as a crutch so right i'm telling you to you should totally do it because i want i'm trying to build up the balls to do it myself to just right. burn all my usable material right and force myself to start writing more also i'm finding that not enough people in our scene our specific like con connecticut comedy scene right. put their stuff out like that like i think yeah. i really think there should be more like filmed specials in connecticut like yeah. i think some i think a lot of us have some like not me but i know that a lot of us have some time that you could put together some sort of 15 20 minute half right. hour something to put online yeah. of jokes that you don't need to use anymore right. like we've been if you've been telling jokes for years now like right i, I would like to see some of my friends put something together or yeah like, yeah, like i said maybe force myself to do something myself just so right. i can keep writing but and yeah, part man, of me I, wanted to say this into the microphones which kind of makes me force myself to do it yeah yeah because uh, you know, there are a lot of nice small venues that it doesn't, ha you don't have to be able to fill a theater to have like a nice album, like a uh, record, like a DVD yeah, or whatever, dude. a video recording of it. Yeah. You just have to find the right place and then fill it, you know, fill that small amount. But with but a few, few couple of months notice, you know, you yeah. have, you have, well, some actually that's literally what I was thinking. Exactly. Like if I do it in the middle of November, it's still nice enough out and, you're not getting into the winter months and, and people it's before Thanksgiving. So I've kind of had this mulling around, you know, like we were talking about like being goal oriented. Yeah. I went from like, Oh, I haven't had a show in a couple of weeks. Maybe I should just quit. Apparently people don't want me. <laughs> and then like a week later, I'll be like, I should record an album. I should do more stand up, and then yeah. I should like record this and yeah, then I'm, go. I yeah. very much understand your thinking. Every, like, I think everybody goes that. I don't think I'm so unique, much. but yeah. 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 No, every day I'm like, should I start a new artistic pro, pro uh, project or should I go get a job at the post office? Right, should, exactly. Should I give yeah. up on this dumb dream? Daddy needs benefits. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm 26 now. Obama's not covering my insurance anymore. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I need to get serious. And at the same time, I'm like, I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, man, I, I you, you try to keep the try to keep the dream alive. But yeah, you you yeah. get it. Just stay creative. Stay yeah. making something. Yeah. And, and with the podcast, I try to do the same thing. Whereas, like, uh, so many podcasts, especially movie podcasts, exist on the internet. Right. There's millions of them. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to be more of a niche with mine. Mm -hmm. So that way it's like I wanted to be an expert, essentially, yeah. on something. Because the Netflix original movies is relatively new. It's like, right. you know, three, four years old, something. That's hysterical. So if I could try to keep up with it. Yeah. It's, it's, then they make enough content that you can be, it's, it's a smart way to way to go. And yeah. it's the exact opposite of what good enough is, which is <laughs> I admit that I'm an expert in nothing. Right. But I want, that's kind of the way I want to relate to people. Is right. That I am an average dude. Like right. there isn't anything that I'm particularly spectacular at, right. but I, 
I have an opinion. I have a voice, and I, I want to get that out there. Sure. And I have guests, you know, in in, in this world that I want to get right. people familiarized with as well. But like, well, total opposite is that the irony yeah. is the best thing you're good at is getting people together because <laughs> you're a people you. guy. Thank you. And and so you're gonna bring the cream of the crop, me and others, exactly. to the microphones exactly. to then do this. Yeah. And and that is your. That is part of your skill trait. So it really I, is. I, it's I funny that you're thinking. Right. Exactly. So you think like, oh, this I'm bringing nothing to the table right. and hoping, you know, the guests kind of fill in the blanks. It's mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. You're you brought them here. Yeah, so that's exactly. your trait. You're a good producer. You're a good host. You're a good people person. Shh, you're telling them. <laughs> you're blowing my secrets. Hey, man. <laughs> You're good enough, you're smart enough, and gosh darn it. Don't you like dare it. plug my show on my own show. How dare you? Hey man, that's what I try to do. I'm a good host too, I think. You are. You yeah. are. That's that's it's an, this is the first episode where I've had like uh someone who takes hosting as seriously as I do. Like right. everyone else is more like they'd rather be a guest, they'd rather do a spot. Sure. But like you understand the hosting thing from a booking perspective, from yeah. like, having your own podcast and all that stuff. There's right. this whole idea of uh of a of, of bringing someone on an experience like like I right. experience this person in a certain way and I want my audience to experience them in a similar way right. you know and I, yeah. I want to bring their strengths to the table and and have it come out naturally and organically right like, but like like just the the job of hosting just like sort of being the center of attention but not really more being <laughs> more being you're the, the navigator like the flavor of a moment not yes. like the entire entertainment just like you know the general like like my dream job I think is game show host. <laughs> I think <laughs> I buy that. I, I think I have the yeah. energy for it. Yeah. I have I have ju- like just enough authenticity and just enough smarminess. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. a combination of the two. Yeah. I, I think I think that's where my skill set lies. Yeah, man. Like it's kind of like uh you ever seen Confessions of a Dangerous Mind? I have not. You should watch that because it's a lot of fun. It's a guy who is a base uh, supposedly based on a true story where the guy was a game show host in the seventies and also was working for the FBI, I believe, Ooh, underneath. So, like, like his career was taking him all these places, and he'd kind of write it off as, oh, I'm an entertainer, but then he'd be, like, secret, like, on covert shit and, yeah. like, doing that, too. It's a really good movie. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, but that feels like something you could pull off. Absolutely. Where it's like, yeah, no, I'm this guy, but then I'm also this guy. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And, yeah. Or even just doing stand-up in between game show hosts because i mean game show hosts you're kind of just being present mm-hmm. and then you know i'm sure it takes some prep oh yeah but you know there's a lot of downtime to also be something else right and right. you can prepare and do shows at night and do that which is the, the perfect day. thing for me whatever, it's great whatever i do consistently it has to be flexible yeah because i will always pursue other things right like i'm not the kind of guy who would want to like settle down and get a one thing that takes the most of my time and like right no i like to split myself up i like yeah. i i've decided this when i started like really put like getting my weight down getting my health up like just figuring right. myself out like probably to two three years ago is when i started like really buckling down on it. i really it helps you 25 is when i had my first like cr- like severe depression crisis beautiful yeah no yeah. that was i would say it was more of like an existential type of like yeah. existential crisis like you you gotta you know figure some stuff and i made yeah. some good moves point being that uh uh Point being was like I realized, and I've done both. I've been lazy. I've been unemployed with right. nothing going on, and I've been employed doing this, doing that, training, all this stuff. I work best in chaos. 
Yeah. I really do. Like my yeah. friends are like, dude, I think you're spreading yourself a little bit too thin. I'm like, no, you don't understand. If I wasn't spreading myself thin over everything, right. I'd be doing fucking nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just the way I operate, man. I it's hear gotta you. be five different things. I have yeah. to have my schedule filled to the point where I am I might accidentally blow a thing right. or forget a thing <laughs> yep. because there's that many things. But if it's not there, my hyper focus will be on doing nothing. Right. <laughs> so, but I also, even though I will be guilty of the same thing, I also get on myself for being like, God, why do you have to be like a, like a Jack of all trades, master of none scenario? I, why can't you focus on one and become a master at something? You know, like, right. why can't you do that? I beat myself up for that mm. because it's never good enough in, exactly. my, in my head. It's never good. enough. <laughs> never. Are, are you saying that on purpose? On this oh, show? <laughs> no. Well, no, it's just the honesty. Yeah. yeah uh, well, I come out. from the same yeah. school of thought. Yeah. Good enough. So guys listening, my actual, my, my listeners, if you could, if you could pick up on this, cause some people get confused about the idea of good enough. Yeah. It is not good enough is not the best I could do. Right. Good enough is my grounding statement. Right. So when I'm in the dirt, it yeah. brings me to realizing that I'm okay. And right. when I'm too high up in my shit, like like think like like thinking I'm the best thing on earth, just right. remember I'm good enough. It's right. it's grounding. It's not supposed to be limiting. It's supposed right. to just bring you back to earth and remember that at your worst, you're okay, you're gonna be fine. And right. at your best, listen, you're still okay. There's yeah. someone better than you, man. Well, and the so, thing in in what we both do, because we're both comedians and podcasters, right. we also pick something that we're constantly being evaluated on Always. at all times. Always. So why would we open ourselves up to all of this? Exactly. If we didn't, you know, we're constantly being judged. So why would we do this to ourselves? And so when we do that, though, you have to have a healthy sense of self. You do. Because otherwise you are so fucked. You do, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. fucked. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I'm... I Self-awareness is massive. Like, yeah. Like, I, I was describing self-awareness. Like, uh, being self-conscious is is like being worried that everyone is watching your show, like watching your life, like the Truman show and judging yes. you. Yeah. Being self-aware is watching the Truman show. That is your life with everyone else and cringing along with yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. listen guys, I know what I'm doing. It sucks. But right. Like, this is me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like this is just what, these are the tools I was given. Well, and then social media cranked it up for us and everybody to else. A so. thousand. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's one of those things that, I'm smart enough to realize that it's it kills me on a certain day yeah. and that I should do it a lot less, mm -hmm. but also put myself in a position where I always have to be doing it or else I don't exist in the things that I operate in. Exactly. So I've created this horrible system for myself. Right. Because if I wasn't a comedian or a podcaster, I'd be off 90% of the social media. Exactly. Because I know it's rotting that, me. That's, um, before, before I get to the closing question, one, one sure. thing I pointed out before, like, I don't understand why people who aren't, who don't want to be a public figure on social media. Like, yeah. Don't no. you guys like privacy? It's unhealthy. Like, yeah. like, I'm giving my privacy away because, yeah, I'll say it, guys. I want to be fucking famous one right. day. I don't care if it's tomorrow or if I'm 70 years old. Sure. Like, I want to be some sort of publicly regarded right. figure. And yeah. I'm going to scratch and claw and tr to try to get there. Right. But people who get to enjoy privacy and not have <laughs> their flaws broadcast to the world so that they could, tr you know, yeah. they, they could they could put themselves out there as a character, not right. actors, not getting on stage, not comedians. Like, I don't get why people do it. But <laughs> to uh, I told you thought you said I don't get white people do it. No, I don't get white people do it. I do not <laughs> no. understand them at I all. I was like, yeah, I he's speaking my language. I, I just don't get it. Like, what's the deal with Crocs? Why are we here? All right. Yeah. But uh, 
if you could give if if you've listened to an episode by now you know what's coming up which is the uh speak something into infinity or if you could give a a just just a piece to go out on famous last words whatever it is you have my audience listening and this will be hosted forever as long as i'm could you know whatever i have to do with it so if you could just go out on a nice andrew morgan note something one last talking point you know keep your life interesting have a life worth living and worth talking about, especially if you're a creative type, which I know a lot of us who listen to podcasts and, and are on podcasts and have your own podcast. Be interesting. Live a life where it's yes. interesting. Don't don't work yourself into the ground where you don't have a regular life to talk to. Have something to comment on. Live your life. Have a fullness have an, to achieve and, and, and keep yourself interested and keep that propelling going because it can get bad real fast. I know for myself and a lot of creative types and you know, it's far too often that we see people get into drugs or depression or any of these other things. Just find that thing that keeps you going and and live it out to the fullest. And I think you are a fine example of that, sir. Thank you, sir. And I believe that as well. And I have nothing to add to that guys other than (laughs) press rewind like three or four times and listen to it again because it was huge. I I, I'm definitely going to listen to it again when I'm back. Uh, when, when this episode is, is recorded and being able to go through my ears. But that was beautiful, man. I love uh, that. No problem, man. So That's why my, I try to tell myself. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and now you could hear yourself say it to yourself through this podcast. I know. I can't wait. Whenever it's out. Uh, <laughs> probably be out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we are at the end of the day, right? Oh, absolutely. So uh, where could my listeners find you if they want to get a little bit more of uh, Andrew Morgan? Yeah. Uh, I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Jokes on Drew. Uh, you can find uh, the Fistful of Jokes stuff that we listed, like all the shows that we do in and around New Haven area. Uh, you can say at Fistful of Jokes on Twitter and Instagram, or you can go to fistfulofjokes.com. Uh, and then for my podcast, which if you want to listen to Mr. Sanzo here, uh, do a fine job along with last uh, the yeah, last yeah. episode that I heard anyway, yeah, me- uh, Mega, Mega, which you were totally right. Why she doesn't call herself Dr. Mega or Dr. Megatron is Insanity. the dumbest thing I've ever Insanity. heard in my life. If we had that at our disposal, we'd never shut up about it. Right. So, yeah. Uh, but absolutely, uh, go listen to the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast that I do, uh, which is on all the podcast platforms. Uh, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, everybody. Uh, and if not there, uh, fistfulofjokes.com slash the dash Nomcast. Awesome. And yeah. you guys know where to find me. I'm not even going to keep on listing it. You're not here unless you follow me on social media. So. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that being said, this was another awesome episode. And as always, everybody, drink more water and be nicer to each other. <laughs>